right. Welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we have a very special episode. Marchie Murdoch is joining us for a little bit of a Super Bowl preview, as well as we'll talk some Iowa State football and some Iowa State basketball a little bit. But today, we're, we're focusing a little bit more on the NFL. And as always, we are brought to you guys by BNC Fieldhouse. If you're not heading over to BNC Fieldhouse on the weekends to take advantage of the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best burgers, best food, best everything, then I don't necessarily know what you're doing. They are now open on Monday nights for Bachelor Mondays, as well as Taco Tuesdays. New, are you going to put in the LeBron James soundbite here? I put yeah. it in last week. You did. So, yes. LeBron James soundbite right now. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. And of course, um, I need to make another comment on Shanene because she is still a contestant. She she did not get sent home. So, um, yeah, she is still Shanono. And if you support Shanono, then you cannot listen to this podcast. I'm revoking your listenership. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for Bachelor Mondays and Taco Tuesdays and every other night for the week to enjoy some burgers and the best drink deals on Welch Avenue. But without further ado, we will get started. And Marchy, first of all, thanks for coming on, man. I'm pumped to have you back. And uh, yeah, just let's just get a quick little pulse check. How are you feeling from that Iowa State season? Uh, I felt, um, I don't know. I, I felt like from the first game of the year, we just couldn't kind of get it together. And I think once, I think, Obviously, our best game of the year, I felt like, was against Oklahoma State. I thought they were really good. Um, I thought they were, you know, like they were in the Big 12 Championship. I thought they had a very good chance to become a playoff team. And they were one of the top 10 teams in the country, I felt. So um, when I saw that we we beat them, I I just kind of felt like the season would kind of just fall into place. Like, we found our rhythm you know, here we go. And then, you know, for whatever reason, it just, we just couldn't get it together. Um, And I think, you know, the Clemson loss was kind of disappointing just because um, Clemson's offense really wasn't that good, I guess you could say. Like, I mean, they have talent, but as compared to old Clemson offenses in the past, they weren't nearly um, as close. And I felt like we had a chance um, with some of their guys, you know, leaving going into the draft that we'd have a chance to win. Um, I know we had some guys that obviously not having Brees that, that hurt, but I really believe in Jairo Brock. Brock. I think he's going to be a good running back. I thought we had some talented young running backs too. Um, so with us not, and then obviously we had Brock. So, you know, I felt like we still had a chance, but for us not to finish the way that we did. And I, I just didn't think we played well, uh, played to our potential um, for whatever reason. So I, I'm not going to say the season was a disappointment. I just felt like we, we, I guess you could say we underachieved a little bit. Um, yeah. And so, um, you know, and this was, you know, supposedly going to be, you know, the best team that we ever had um, going into the year. And then, you know, it just didn't pan out for whatever reason. So still kind of salty on the season. But one thing I do believe in is Coach Campbell. I believe him, his philosophy, his staff. So I feel like they will somehow get this thing rolling back again. And, you know, we'll have a chance to, to at least compete for a big 12 championship next year. I think you brought up a great point with the Oklahoma state game. I I feel like that was like the collective Iowa state, like fandom is that was like by far their most complete game of the year. And they obviously competed against a very good team. Mm -hmm. And so everyone was like, Hey, this should be kind of like the expectation. And that just wasn't the case moving forward against, you know, maybe some more inferior opponents, but like, it was like, we saw when they played, you know, to kind of, you know, their their top level and it was really good football um and i think that's the thing that just kind of made this season harder to, to digest for like cyclone nation it's like when you see something that like you know if that was a more consistent on a weekend and week out basis then this is a team that like everyone said at the start of the year you know could or should win the big 12 championship or something like that or would be competing with those guys um and i think that that's definitely the toughest part um to just kind of have that but not be consistent with it yeah, but I don't uh, go for it, Marchie. 
No, yeah, I was just gonna say I I really thought that Oklahoma State like kind of it was the way it went. It was so hard fought. It was so um, like we really had to tough it out. We really had to play really well offensively, defensively. I thought we made big plays in that game. I thought you know wide receivers stepped up. I thought Brock played well. Um, Obviously, Brees played well, and then the defense, you know, kind of came through for us in the end. I just feel like we would kind of ride that momentum into the rest of the year. And then, you know, you know, our, I think we had, what, five losses? I mean, every loss mm-hmm. this year, you kind of feel like we were supposed to win the game. Now, I, I would say the only game that I was just kind of like – you know, we just didn't pl- flat out play like well at all. Didn't have a chance to win. Was probably the Iowa game. Thought we really mm-hmm. came out very bad. Um, but the Oklahoma game felt like we probably should have won that. Um, I mean, the, the West Virginia. I think that's kind of what made the season kind of like ah, uh, like golly, was the West Virginia game, and then. Um, think we played West Virginia we beat Texas but then we lose to like Texas Tech or something like that and and, you know those are teams that you know in recent past we've kind of dominated and so it was just it was just frustrating that we would lose to those games like if we were going to lose a game it would be you know you could see we lose at Oklahoma even though I felt like we could have beat them that day as well um but you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. What confused me about that Clemson game was, you know, everyone was saying Clemson's offense isn't shit. It's not going to do anything against us. And I, I kind of watched the last five games. I'm like, I don't know. They're kind of mm-hmm. hitting their stride and we still, um, I mean, what did we hold them to almost like not, not much more than 20 points. Right. And yeah. their last five games, they're putting up 30, 40, you know, they're putting up points. So, what my brain is trying to figure out is, you know, did our defense just kind of underperform a little? I don't want to say underperform because holding a, a Clemson team to, you know, just about 20 points, that's not too terrible. They held them a 13. Brock is that it was the pick, the pick six. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the batted ball. Yeah. We held Clemson to 13 points. I thought they got, I like, mean, if like you take away their, their defensive score, yeah. it was, Oh, oh okay. If we're yeah. talking specifically for talking specifically to Clemson game. That was, um, that was a hard game to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was because I was watching the defense go out there and they were, ba- I mean, if you would have told me Clemson scores 13 points, I would have told you we win nine out of 10 yeah. times. Um, and for whatever reason, we just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Um, we were kind of moving the ball. It was either we weren't getting out of, you know, we were having like a three and out or after we get the first first down, we were kind of moving the ball. We had a couple missed field goals. Um, we couldn't finish in the red zone. It was just, you know, different things like that. And then obviously turnovers, just, you know, the, the Brock throw uh, pretty much kills you. Um, oh yeah, that situation. Can't or it wasn't even a throw. It was like he was trying to bat the ball down. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I'm. It's. Tough. I'm still on the train that he tried to bat it to to someone to try and make a play. Newton, I disagree there, but I mean, yeah. the only way we'll I mean, ever know is if we so get Purdy t- on the pod. <laughs> it's so. It's so tough. I don't. I don't know what he was thinking, but um, you know, it was. It was just a tough game. We couldn't score. You know, like. And honestly, that that kind of was all year, you know, like it was either we couldn't score in one game and our defense was playing amazing. Or it was like the mm-hmm. West Virginia and Texas Tech game where we're scoring every almost every time, but our defense can't stop anybody and um, or couldn't stop the uh, West Virginia and Texas Tech that day. And, you know, it's just frustrating because it's like it's mostly self-inflicted. I mean, mm-hmm. in the Clemson game, our defense played well, right? Yeah. But does anybody remember where he lit uh, DJ, whatever his last name is? Ungalele. Just, just taught, like he's literally trying to throw the ball away, tosses it up. It's a free pick. And we get, and they end up catching the ball over us. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like, God, that was one of those Iowa State catch. plays. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it happened, was like we're not like, going to catch a break. Winning. We're yeah, not winning nope. this game. That happened. And then, <laughs> and then Brock Purdy, you know, tries to bat the ball down and gets picked. And they score a touchdown off it. It was just, it's just like plays like that. You just kind of just sit back and it's like, golly, like we just didn't have it all year. And I think, but I do think there needs to be a huge emphasis on starting the season well. I think we don't have a problem with um, once we get to round game four, we don't really have a problem with, or really game, but probably around game three to about three to Game three to game seven or eight, you know, we play our best ball. You know, it just kind of clicks. But I do think that we need to figure out ways to play well from game one. We just we just haven't done that. I think the only game that we probably played pretty well in game one was the game against uh, Northern Iowa my senior year. Um, that we oh that was that when um, Hakeem had his first touchdown. No, that was the year before. I'm t- that's the game that we okay. lost. I'm talking about the next year. Um, oh yeah, we we killed them that year. Yeah, my gosh, like, I think it, I can't remember. It was like 45-24 or something like that. But it wasn't like, even close. We, you know, it was it was domination. I think it has to start. I think for next year, just going into that, I think they we have to start better. Like we have to figure out ways to start better. I don't know if it's psychological. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's everything, all the above, but it's got to be something they've got, we've got to figure it out because, you know, to start the Northern Iowa game and we're literally on the edge of our seats and, you know, going into the season, we're saying, yeah, this is probably going to be our best team, you know, and then, you know, it's, I can't even remember the score. What was it like 17 to 14? I don't know. It, it was one of those scores where you look at it and it's boring. Yeah. You're like, and oh, it's just, boring game. It's, and it's just like, we can't even move the ball on Northern Iowa. Instantly, I had like uh, something in my gut telling me this is going to be an issue all year because if we can't move it on Northern Iowa in game one, they don't. They, I mean, it's not like we played the week before that and they saw things. You know, this is game one. You know, this is kind of the stuff that going into game one, you could run base offense and kind of just, you know, go score, you know, Um, because people don't know your tendencies as well. Um, But we just, we didn't start off well and it kind of, we, we, we went up and then I think that Oklahoma state game, we kind of peaked and then we slowly started going down, maybe went up a little bit, but then we slowly started going down. And I just think we have to fix that because, I mean, other schools are getting better. Like Texas Tech finally got a yeah. quarterback now, you know. Like <clears throat> TCU's not going to be bad for long. I don't expect OU to not have a great offense. Well, Coach Venables, he's a very good defensive coordinator. The defense might not be what it used to be, you know, so it might not be as easy in the run game or however we, you know, score points on them. So, you know, we, I um... we have to evolve, evolve as well. I want to ask you about Matt Campbell versus Iowa, because, you know, as fans, someone who's never met Matt Campbell before, it's a little bit easier for me to be critical, but if I were to ever meet him, I would be, I would be such a coward. I would never say anything that I'm critical, of. <laughs> you know, just in regards to that, but, you know, just watching it as a fan, that is his Achilles heel, you know, and, and some people attribute it to uh play calling. Some people attribute it to, are, are we just, do we start off slow or we just, you know, start off in a slump? I don't necessarily know. And I'm not asking you to critique Matt Campbell, but what is one thing that you think, you know, this team could use like some juice to really uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe, (laughs) what do I want to say? Maybe just look to a new chapter in Iowa state football where we're actually beating the Hawkeyes, you know, like, do you see anything just from like a former player? Like this is Uh, one thing that we could fix that would really help. I think, it's kind of tough because we're losing priests and all these guys. Now we got a different group, but I'll say um, I think my main issue or problem or whatever you want to call it is I don't think we allow. Um, I don't think we allow the wide receiver group to grow. 
Okay. And what I and what I mean by that is, um, no, we don't use RRI receivers as most Big Twelve teams do. Um, if you look into it, I mean, we have um, Xavier Hutchinson, but behind him, like, who was our number two last year? You know, like it might have been Jalen Noel, but he didn't really right. come around until and, the end of the year. And, and you can't really count count Kolar there because Kolar's playing both. With, right. He's playing you know, tight, tight end. end. And I, I think, yeah. you know, with the offense, because it's really offensively an issue because when we play Iowa, if I'm not mistaken, one year they score 13. Um, Another year they score, I think last year they scored like, 21 24 points they, they had 20 they had a, a the yeah. fumble six okay, recovery. Yeah. So, so. so i remember because i remember we threw a couple picks that game but the thing that i want to against iowa struggles against teams that have speed multiple weapons and that and they use those weapons so i think with us we've tried to like run the ball on them. I think they're really good. They're a stout defensive team running the football, but I don't think we've you we've attacked them on the edge like we should have. For example, the uh, I think it, I don't can't remember. It was the 2017 year when I was playing. We attacked them on the edge. We ended up scoring like 40 some points. Like if you do, you can attack these guys on the edge in their secondary, in their back seven, in the passing game. I don't think we've done that with our receivers. I think Charlie and uh, Chase and, you know, Dylan Sainer, they do a good job in the passing game. But you can't win – you can't win big games when your tight end is your – almost your number one receiver. Like, you have to find guys that stretch the field. So, Xavier Hutchinson can be that guy. He can be the number one guy. But we need – you know, a two, a three, a four. I mean, look at Bama. They had Jalen Waddle. They had um, – uh, I'm just using – Yeah. I'm not saying that we're Bama, but I'm just saying like – Bama they, is always unfair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like even, you know, um, let's just um, let's just say Oklahoma. You know, they had, they had at a point they had Williams, Mario Williams. They had um, – I'm trying to think of the other receiver's name. The number 17. There's threats out there that you have to like accommodate for. You have to fear a little bit. You have to know where they are. And I don't, I don't think I think everyone knew where Brees Hall was. Like, all right, let's stop 28. And on passive situations, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, depending on the down, we're either gonna shadow over Hutchinson if it's like third and long. Or we're going to, if it's like between third and eight within, you know, it's probably going to go to Charlie Kolar, you know, so let's focus on that. And I think we're too predictable. That's probably, if I had to just key on one thing, I think we're too predictable as an offense. I think we can stretch the field more against Iowa. I mean, if you put, if you look at Iowa's secondary and if you look at our receivers we're the better group we're more athletic we we can go up and get the ball we've had guys that can go up against get the ball like we have our, our skill position players always seem to be better than them yeah like but we don't use them you know mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? We're i've always using them as as we should um spread it out even if it's i always just thought that like it. i'm i'm so with you on that because i i, I always say no one plays Kirk Ferentz ball better than Kirk Ferentz. And it mm-hmm. feels like whenever we play, then we play Kirk Ferentz ball. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to lose that <laughs> nine out of 10 times. You know, I, I agree. I think you need to, you know, approach it differently. Maybe. And I love guys like field a little bit more. I'm not sure. And I love guys like Jared Russ. He's great blocker. He does all the dirty work, does stuff that you don't really see, but I don't need him out wide motion in like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's no threat out wide so when he motions in there's no there's no shift there's no movement there's no you know a you know the full the fullback was out wide he's coming in like we need you know make sure there's a threat you know i i just feel like we could use guys like sean shaw more you know he's six Mm -hmm. six huge body throw it up to him sometimes let him go get it 
you know, let him make a play. Um, even design better plays for Hutchinson. I mean, for as good as he was, I felt like he kind of was running the same type of routes every game, you know, like motion him in, start him in the backfield, and then motion him out in the slot. Just give him, give the defenses different looks because, um, especially like in the middle of the season and towards the end, if you're running the same stuff, you got to switch it up. You got to figure out different ways to get your playmakers the ball. And I don't think, for whatever reason, I don't think as far as our offense, we haven't gotten our receivers the ball to be able to stretch the defense versus not only Iowa, but other teams as well to where there's a huge threat out wide that we have to accommodate for. Because if you can stretch the field, but also have guys in the running back room that can run, not saying like Brees Hall, but that can, you know, get you yards and then having a, tight end like Charlie you know offense could have really been very scary because guys would have been open and we've seen with Brock Purdy that if Brock is comfortable in the game he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country but when he's not comfortable um, you know guys aren't getting getting open like they used to he he doesn't look as good and we've seen that in a couple games this year the Clemson game was one of them you know if Clemson coach Venables he's a very very good defensive coach you know and so simple stuff he's gonna pick on he's gonna figure that out quick you know so we've got it we've got to find different ways to get our playmakers the ball and I'm pretty sure that they know this because a lot of the coaches you know watch film at the end of the year um but that's something that I I saw that was you know a big problem yeah, I don't really think that they're too aggressive. Uh, like mm-hmm. we talked about the cheese bowl after, and we said that I think there were two balls where Brock threw it probably more than like twenty yards mm-hmm. in the air, and that usually it's you're playing against a Clemson defense that's already really good. You know, they were yeah. you know one of the top statistically, and just like <laughs> you have to put together, hey Ralph, um, you have to put together <laughs> so many damn plays in a row successfully to then move the ball against them. Where if you don't have sort of these big hitters or you're taking this risk, it just gets really hard on your offense. You know, you have a penalty, you have anything that sets you back. It's really hard to overcome that when you're playing really conservative or you're not letting Brock really like sling it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's you a- kind of touched on it. Like the, this lack of like home run threat, lack of like that, that true, like, Hey, this guy can take it to the house. And, mm-hmm. and we haven't really had that for a while. Like mm-hmm. I think Hakeem was kind of the last like true, like, mm-hmm. Hey, we can throw it to Hakeem and, and he can break some tackles or he can, you know, kind of moss his guy and take it to the house. You know, Milton did a little bit, but he, he kind of, you know, he, he struggled with injuries the last few years and, and yeah. didn't have as much of like a vertical threat. But when the offense doesn't have that, it, like you said, it makes it really easy for them to kind of target Kolar, X, and, and you know, like Brees is a home run hitter himself, but like home run hitting from the backfield is totally different, you know, yeah. and that requires a lot more, um, you know, like great blocking, getting to the second level, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I think then- you're kind of right about that. But even just piggybacking off what you were saying, like in the Clemson game, we threw a D ball to X who had a broken thumb and he caught the ball yeah. and made like a 30 yard gain. And then First we, drive. Didn't, we didn't throw the ball deep pretty rest much the it. rest of the game. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I, I was just like, what are we like? You know, obviously he has a broken thumb. So it's, it was a tough catch anyway, but yeah. like you son saw six, six use them. The, they use threw them in the red zone, put them in the slot deep. on a, on a safety, let him go up and get the ball or, let him use his big frame, you know what I'm saying, and kind of shield off a defender, throw it to an throw it to a spot, and let him go get it. I mean, we just didn't. It was almost kind of weird. It was like, why aren't we doing this type of stuff? Like, am I missing something? Are the are these guys not as good as I like we've seen? Like, you know, do so you think it was, it, it was weird? Do you think it's because of the defensive line pressure though? Because I mean, you got to let the play develop and. Mm-hmm. From what I remember, like they were, they were getting to us within two seconds. I mean, that's yeah. you can't really let a play develop there. But I mean, you can also kind of design a rollout to buy yourself some more time. It obviously, yeah. you know, secludes a lot of the field and doesn't open it up as much. But you know, if if that if the deep ball is open, throw it and find a way to make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't I, have to just stay in the pocket. You can roll out and you can make it work. I don't know. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's not even like, okay, if you throw a deep ball, it's not like you're going to complete every single one, but it's the attempt. If you're not even attempting it, mm-hmm. I if I'm a safety, I know you're not throwing a deep. You're throwing, a, we throw a lot of shallow crosses. We throw a lot of digs, out routes. If I know that you're not throwing the ball deep, I'm sitting on everything. So what that means is as a safety, I'm not even worried about you blowing past me because you don't do that. So now I'm, I don't have to worry about covering 50, 60 yards of the field. I only have to worry about 15 to 20. Makes it a lot tougher when everyone's tight and don't have to worry about that. And so th- when we threw it deep, I bet you Clemson was like, oh, that wasn't normal. Like, you know, we wasn't expecting that. And then it worked. But then we didn't do it the rest of the game. And I was just kind of confused. Like what, why didn't we do it again? If X was hurt, cool. We have a six, six frame right here. You know, we had other guys that were six, three and above on the team. We use, we kind of start using Jalen Noel. We could have been doing that all year, to be honest. I mean, he looks like he, he's kind of, he, in that game, he kind of showed me like, okay, I see why people from what I was hearing really liked him. Cause at that point, you know, before that game, I was just kind of like, he was like, yeah, you know, cause they didn't really use him. So I was just thinking he's, maybe he's not ready. You know, maybe he's just hasn't developed yet or whatnot. But after that game, I was kind of thinking, well, dang, do we give him enough opportunities? Cause I mean, he got the ball. He made, made a couple guys miss, had a 30 yard game. He was catching the passes. He looked like he belonged just didn't use him i mean and you know and we've got these big tall receivers out there and they're running shallow crosses you know or they're running digs like let these big guys go up and get the ball like they're 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 big for a reason let them go get it yeah and you're also playing in a bowl game you know it's like who gives yeah, a shit? Have, like, it's a bowl game. I mean, like, I mean we're Aaron, already seven and five, you know? Yeah, it's like, well, what is there to lose, lose in this? But there's yeah. nothing to lose. So, like, why are you still being so conservative? You've seen it mm-hmm. kick you in the ass a couple times this year. Like, it, it just, it's frustrating. And, yeah, it, it's just, you know, like, another, yeah, it, it is ridiculous how X, you know, first drive of the game, deep completion, and then they did nothing else. And it's just like. Do it again. Why? Like Brock, Brocko sling it. He doesn't care. Like he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's fearless. Like that, that's how he, he plays. So like, if you guys give him the opportunity, he'll, he'll normally take the deep yeah. shot and it's just half line. Then as a coach, you have to design, all right, your best players are this person, this person, this person, this person offensively as skill position. How can I get them the ball? That's literally offense. How can I get guys in position to get the ball? Or how can I use this guy to fake out the defensive coordinator because he fit, he thinks it's going here, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. here. Or if I ran this play game two this year, how can I put the same formation, make it look like the same play, but I'm doing it something entirely different? I mean, it's just different stuff like that. I just didn't feel like this year we did a good job of doing um, offensively. and I And I think offensively, if you had to just go down the list of games, I think offensively was pretty much the main reason why we didn't have the best year. And as a receiver, you know, I just kind of was like, dang, you know, like we were missing something wide receiver position and we we're missing the big plays. We didn't, I don't, I'm pretty sure in the big 12, we probably had, we were bottom four teams in big plays this year. Um, if it wasn't if it wasn't in the uh if it wasn't Brees Hall in the run game literally making something happen, we weren't really getting big plays like that. Yeah. I, I think um to me it never makes sense when your play calling is conservative when you have just really talented skill players. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can move the line and manipulate the line where you need to go, like Iowa, like Kirk Ferentz, then I understand why you have a conservative play con. Cause that's how you're going to win the game. You're going to slow the pace down and you're going to bore the team to death. You're going to take a lot of, you know, 
running plays and then all of a sudden maybe hit them at the pass play when they're snoozing like that makes sense to me but that's not us i mean our defensive line is getting better and i i love that because defensive line putting pressure on the quarterback and on the offense line makes things a lot easier but on the offensive front we've never really had the best offensive line you know we're I like to continue to say, I think we're getting better, but that is when you cannot be conservative. You have to think outside the box, use your talent outside, use your receivers, use X, use Brees, you know, find ways to get your, your ballers, the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's, um, it's, it can be easier said than done. Cause I think, you know, yeah. your wide receiving, you know, core was outstanding. I think every single yeah, every single person that was a receiver, right? I had a chance in the NFL, even Matt Eaton. So like, I, I get it. It's not always going to be, you know, all peaches and roses like that, but we did have a lot of talent on the receiving end of things. And I think we just got to, you know, yeah. we, we got to find a way to make that work, especially when we're not manipulating the offensive or the the line play as much as you want. And I think the last thing I'll say is like, imagine the U S having all these soldiers, all this weaponry, all this tanks, and we don't use it. You know, we only use like 10 soldiers. Like, yeah, we're going to go into a war with 10 soldiers. Like, no, Mm -hmm. use your weapons. Don't just go in with, you know, you got soldiers, use them. You got weapons, use them, you know, like get them the ball. It's it's not bad when you have a great player like Brees Hall or, you know, Xavier Hutchinson or like Charlie or, you know, but think about how great of an offense could be if all four of your or all three of your receivers are threats along with the tight end, along with the running back, along with a quarterback that is mobile as well. And that can get you first downs and possibly a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Offense changes like that you know we're instantly probably a top 10 offense in the country um but we don't do that we don't kind of and even the guys that don't play as much give them opportunities to make plays just give like Like Jalen yeah give Jalen and all right we're gonna we're gonna put you in a man to man situation and run a deep post and we're just gonna launch it go get it you know or take this uh take this in around sweep and, you know, make something happen. It doesn't, it's, it's not a, it's not like a, you know, crazy difficult thing, like a crazy game, get your best players, the ball. And then on defense, you stop it. Mm-hmm. I, I knew you were going to bring it today, especially when you dropped that metaphor with, you know, roll out the weapons, bring out the troops. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you, use, you, um, got, you got soldiers, use them. Absolutely. All right. Great recap. We could talk for another few hours about Iowa State football, but I do. I really want to get to some NFL talk because, you know, former NFL player, Marchie Murdoch. Hell yeah. First of all, I'm sorry to hear about your Cowboys and your Saints. That's a that's a bummer of a season. I mean, I kind of knew what was going to happen with Mike McCarthy coaching the Cowboys. So I hate to say I'm not not surprised there, but so that has nothing to do with me. Saints, I I think. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I see you cheering on your boys. Is it Cedric Wilson? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do cheer on my homies. Uh, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Leighton Vander. That's right. Um, I do cheer on my homies. Been to a couple of games this year. So I make sure to cheer them on. I hope they, you know, do really well each time they play. But um, as far as the Cowboys as a whole, no, I do not care. Okay. I'm cool with that. I'm not a big Cowboys guy. So I'm, I'm all for that. Do Dude. what? Dead air? No one likes the Cowboys. <laughs> no one likes the Cowboys. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just... uh, yeah. Like everyone rejoices when they lose. And yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes. I think um, uh, I was going to ask you about Sean Payton, though. How, how are you feeling about that? Because that one had to sting. It definitely stung. I needed like 24 hours. Um, but I will, <laughs> I will say that. Um, you know, he did a lot for us. He did a lot for the people, the the state of Louisiana, the people in New Orleans, especially. Um, it's not like he left and we didn't win a title. Um, there are a lot of what ifs. Um, you know, what if a few calls, maybe a penalty goes our way. Um, but um, all in all, great coaching career. Do I think he's done? 
I don't know. Um, but hopefully he does it within the next three years so we can take whoever team gets him. Or we're going to take a lot of picks. It's not going to be cheap to get to Sean Payton. I can tell you that. So I'll take picks. I'll take money. I'll take whatever, you know. But, um, yeah, I appreciate what he did for the city, for the state, for me um, as a fan, um, for all Saints fans because, you know, man, the Saints before Breeze and, and Payton was – Thanks. Probably the worst worst franchise maybe in the NFL, um, but now we're one of the most respected teams in the NFL, and they were probably the biggest. Re- they were the biggest reason why we are respected today. Newt, did you call them the Taints? Did the I just Aints. hear that correctly? No, <laughs> you called us the Aints. Yeah, yeah. All right, bleep that one out for me. <laughs> um okay so some super bowl preview i am going to go out on a limb here and say i don't think the Bengals are that good and i don't think they're going to stand a chance roast me i disagree i disagree okay um I all think right this may be one of the most impressive things i've ever seen in the nfl like seriously um all the like the stats and accolades are great but like i don't know if people understand how bad the Bengals o-line is right now like they literally are on like their third and fourth right guard they don't even know who's starting in the super bowl and they're in the super bowl like and they're playing against aaron donald yeah and von miller but here's the thing here's the thing i saw joe burrow get sacked nine times and win a playoff game. Tennessee's defense is the same defense that gave Matt Stafford trouble earlier in the year, and they blew them out in, in L.A. Like, this isn't, you know, that was a decent Tennessee team. Even though they were one seed and people were kind of underestimating them, and rightfully so, that Cincinnati's a good team. Um, but I think the difference in this game is going to be Joe Burrow, but not only Joe Burrow, Cincinnati's defense in the last four, in the last, in the two games that they played in the second half, Kansas City, Kansas City's offense scored one touchdown in the second half. One. Mm-hmm. I think Kansas City offense is arguably the best. Is probably the best offense in the league. We could all kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have they're at least top three. Um, so I don't think this defense is scared of Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford throws. I mean, he literally should have thrown a pick at the end of the game and the dude dropped it. He's going to give those, give the Bengals some opportunities and, uh, the Bengals have good pass rushers, Trey Henderson, former saint, um, Hubbard. Um, they, they've got some guys that can rush the passer. They have really good linebackers that can cover like the, in the second half, if you rewatch the game, their linebackers were covering, you know, their top guys like McCall Hardman, um, even if Tyreek was in the slot. Now, it's not any, I'm not saying, you know, but even on that, uh, the interception for the overtime, their safety was right there, bad at the ball. Von Bell got it, former Saint, by the way. And then Joe Burrow and them executed. I mean, Joe Burrow on Chase has been automatic it's going to be it's I really wish they had like one camera like a another channel designated for just wide receiver and cornerback uh one-on-ones that day because I think it's going to be Chase versus Ramsey all game that's going to be something to watch um but the Bengals also have other weapons Tyler Boyd T Higgins um, is T. the man T Higgins he was had 100 plus yards in the AFC championship. And then on top of that, they got Joe Mixon. Now, remember when we were talking about Iowa State? Now, think about what Cincinnati has with three wide receivers that you respect with the running back. Just saying. Now, with Joe Burrow, the only thing is O-line and time. And then also their tight end got hurt. That could – that he was kind of like their, you know, third down-ish. Like, he was like the security blanket as well on third down uh, – Uzoma or whatever, big body tight end that could, you know, he had, he made people miss as well. Um, I like the Bengals in this game, taking the Bengals. 
Um, I like the Rams, but um, man, I, I really think it's just destiny. Like I, I truly do. I think it's destiny because look, it's not like having, I think what's better or excuse me, what's more impressive is having no O-line, getting sacked nine times, but still sitting in the pocket, making the tough throws and finding ways to win. Like Kansas City didn't let up. Bengals took it. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Burrow was getting – Chris Jones is arguably one of the best defensive tackles in the game. Mm-hmm. Defensive lineman, period. He shook him off, ran for like 12 yards, got a first down on like third and 10. Like it's it's those plays like that, that Joe Burrow, you go into a game, he gives me kind of like a a Brady feel. Like he gives me like if you're if Super Bowl, but I, I got Joe Burrow, I feel like I got a chance. And I don't think the Bengals are too far off from the Rams. The literally the key, probably the key to the game for real, for real, is the Bengals O-line and the Rams defensive line. If the Bengals hold up. I mean, the Bengals could score a lot on them because, I mean, we've seen it. We I saw the 49ers score on them pretty, you know, pretty decent. I mean, this isn't a game where, like, Joe Burrow can't, you know, go off, you know, how to do – they've got to figure out ways to protect them because they're coming and it's going to – and, you know, it's going to be – it's going to be chaos. And, it, and honestly, probably in the first quarter – They'll probably be losing by 10 points. But I think over the time, second half adjustments, which are going to be key in this game, they're going to figure out ways to win this game like they did in so the championship. You brought up the main reason why I don't think the Bengals will win. And I was being a little overdramatic. I don't think they suck. I think they're a really good team. They got a lot of talent. Um, their offensive line is pretty bad, as we mentioned. But are we sure Zach Taylor is a good coach before Burrow? He was six twenty-five and one. And, and I mean, like I get it. Burrow is really good. I like Burrow. for the record. I'm rooting for the Bengals. Um, unless I bet on the Rams and I'm sure subconsciously, I'm probably going to be rooting for some money in my wallet, but like, I, I like the Bengals a lot. They're a really fun mm-hmm. team. I just don't see McVay losing a lead at half. And I don't see them losing the first half. You know, McVay has been there before he is in my opinion, did you I, see I, how he performed when he was in the top five? Did you see him last well, that, weekend? It's not well, like I mean, he's performed well in these yeah. games. Tim and Shanahan but, had like a who can piss down their leg contest. Okay, yeah, but Shanahan, well, Shanahan is, is his Achilles heel, though. Like, mm-hmm. Shanahan, all bets are off when it comes to McVay and Shanahan. I totally get it. And that was why I was like, I don't know how this game is going to go. I think Rams are a lot better than the 49ers, but they got Shanahan. Now, Zach Taylor, I don't see that with McVay. I just don't. And at the same time, like, you know, I, I'm comparing apples to apples here. Like the Bengals have a top five receiving core in the NFL, and I'm still not even sure they have a better receiving core than the Rams right now. And on top of that, like the Rams have a hell of a defense, and there's only a few things that I think the Bengals might have an upper hand on their kicker. McPherson's dope, dude. He is just he's he's a beast. And I think um Mixon's a better running back than Akers than everything else. Stafford is outplaying Burrow. Look at the no, postseason. Look at the regular not. season. That's what's crazy. Everyone is saying that, and everyone's comparing him to Tom Brady. Watch, look just at watch what, him play. No, no, no. I'm watching him play. I, I told you, I love you. Just said stats. You didn't. It's stats. not. It's not. But it's not. Stafford the, is also passing the eye test. That's the problem. Yeah. And Stafford he passed eye test by throwing that should have been a pick against San Fran when they needed to yeah. get points. I mean, that I mean that's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. That's, I mean, they were losing and they caught a break. Literally yeah. caught a break. You know, yeah. and um, if I'm not mistaken, week 17, as a Saints fan, I was rooting for the Rams up 17-0, and they lost. <laughs> so 27-3, and they almost gave Brady that game too. The I same mean, thing. you know what I'm saying? So I test <laughs> what? But but are do you we, think, are we, do you are think we McVay sure? is going to allow that to happen against Zach Taylor? I don't. He's I, already Tom allowed Brady's Tom Brady, to happen. So Tom Brady can't. I mean, but to Zach Taylor and the Bengals, dude, like Zach that, that's Taylor's what I'm beat saying Mike Gabriel like, and Andy Reid. 
Who cares? Those are two of the best AFC coaches right there. Mike Vrabel kicked every team's ass. That was a good team this year during the regular season. Yeah. The Titans had one of the best records again, like when they were healthy with Henry, where they just went through and kind of kicked everyone's ass, AFC and NFC. But and here's, got wins. here's and, the thing. Uh, Zach Taylor doesn't coach that defense. Their defensive coordinator did a really good job with halftime adjustments. That's why I say if this game's mm-hmm. close in like, let's say the Bengals are down three, maybe seven points going into halftime. If I'm a Rams fan, I'm nervous because their second half adjustments versus the Chiefs versus the Titans was phenomenal. It's phenomenal, especially versus the Chiefs. Can you imagine the last they played them twice? Two quarters, two quarters. In the second halves of both games, they scored one touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown last game. They scored three points in the second half. Like, this isn't a game where Stafford is just the only thing I will say that Stafford has is he's got Cooper Cup. That's it. That's it. (laughs) But you've got two weeks to figure out, all right, to go through everything. All right, Cooper Cup. What do they like to do? On third down, and then obviously the Rams are—they're going to have two weeks to figure out how. All right, what are ways we can make Joe Burrow's life hell? And I mean, it's probably not even that much, you know. what I'm saying the way the Bengals, but what the Bengals do is they have a lot of quick throws. They have guys that can make you miss and take it the distance as well and then they so also do you think jamar will get the best of jalen ramsey though because i think that is the most key matchup because if you because jamar is very good at those you know smaller passes within 10 yards and him just i call him the touchdown guy him just running for a touchdown but well, the thing is like are you're not going to have as much time to let plays develop burrow can't extend plays, so they'll find some of those but they're going to have to rely on those short passes but if you have jalen ramsey on Jamar, th- that's why I'm asking the question because if Jalen Ramsey can even get half of the best of Jamar, I don't think they're going to win. I get they have T. Higgins, I get they have Tyler Boyd. Like I said, they have a top five receiving trio, but like, I don't know. It- it's just a tall order to say, hey, play against Donald and Von Mi- and Von Miller with your shitty offensive line, and then Jalen Ramsey is going to be guarding your number one threat. Good luck. And mm-hmm. and I again, I want them to win. I just can't see it happening. Also, though, is Jalen Ramsey going to travel? He didn't travel versus Debo Samuel. He didn't, you know what I'm saying? He didn't, he traveled on Mike Evans. I I don't think he won that matchup. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, Jalen Ramsey's really good, but these playoffs, are we, are we going to sit here and say that he's just been this lockdown corner like he usually has? Mike Evans would probably disagree. He had a buck 50. You know, yeah. um, and Debo Samuel, I mean, he Debo Samuel eight, you know, um, mm-hmm. now also he played running back. You There were certain situations where he was at running back as well, but he didn't travel when Debo was at receiver. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even sure Jalen Ramsey's going to travel this game. But also, I think the Rams safeties are a little banged up. Um Obviously, they have two weeks, but, you know, I think they're going to find ways to have great matchups on their safeties. And also, they got three, three really good receivers. Tyler Boyd's no slouch. Like, he could, no, he could easily he could easily have 100-plus this game. So could T. Higgins, you know. I think also another key is if they're tight end plays because they I guess they got some good news on um, his injury versus the Chiefs basically saying that it was, it isn't as bad as they had hoped um, with Joe Mixon running the ball. Um, if they can find a way to run the football too, maybe look at some 49ers film because 49ers usually ran the ball pretty good on the Rams. So any type of blocking schemes I'm telling you, man, this, I don't know if the Rams is, is going to win this. I don't think the Rams are going to win this game. I think, and here's the thing when it comes down to it, I know Joe Burrow's going to shine in the moment. I know he is. He, he's, he's done it so many times. Um, so the, literally, I probably my only worry is obviously the O-line because their D-line mm-hmm. is very, very good pass rushing rise. But one thing that you can do to stop a pass rush is run the football. So mm-hmm. we, I, 
if I, this if is a I, fun matchup to, today, today I'm going to say Bengals. I, I like that. I like that. I'm getting teamed up right now because most people that I've talked to agree with me. I, that again, I think I'm being a little over dramatic here. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Rams are going to blow them out. And I don't think the Bengals are a bad team. Again, I'm sorry for pissing whoever I pissed off there, but um, yeah, I just, at the end of the day, to me, when I get confused on teams, like, okay, these rosters stack up pretty evenly in certain ways. I just think the Achilles heel is Zach Taylor versus McVay. Um, uh, and I just, that is what I resort to, you know, because mm-hmm. Stafford has been playing very well to your point. Yeah, he's had made, he's made a couple Stafford throws. I mean, Matt Stafford is still that's, Matt Stafford. And that's what he's going to do. He's never played but, in like big games before. This is his first foray into playoff success at all. And you can't say that he's done like phenomenal. I, I mean, th- their offense, you know, kind of scraped by last game. Yeah. And then they had that huge, you know, like they, they pissed on their leg against the Buccaneers and were literally trying to give them yeah. that game. And, a silver and, platter. and the bing, I think people are like the, probably the most, I won't say disrespected group, but the group that won't be talked about the most in this matchup is Cincinnati's defense. And I think Cincinnati's defense has shown that when they needed a big play or when they need a big stop, they've made those stops. Like think about the Tennessee game. Really think about the Raiders. Raiders drove all the way down to the 10, big interception. Tennessee, they drove down a couple times in a game, interception. Um, Kansas City, overtime, everybody in their everybody, including me, thought as soon as the Chiefs won that toss, it was over. It was over. Mm-hmm. They got a pick, won the game. So but do you think that's going to persist? Yeah, that, I, think, like, I my, think so. My, my thing is like, oh, gosh. Okay. Because there's there's not a tougher – there's not a – I'm telling you right now, there's not a tougher matchup in this league than trying to stop Tyreek Hill. There's yeah. not. There's not. With Travis Kelsey underneath. With Travis Kelsey underneath. There's yes. nothing tougher as a defense to stop. So I think going into this game, look, it's – you stop Cooper Cup, you stop a lot of the passing game. You do. Um, I think Van Jefferson's really good. I think Higby's good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about OBJ. You have to forget no OBJ. OBJ, OBJ could be tough. OBJ could be tough, but again, he's really coming I, on. Yeah, he is. That could be a factor in this game, too, you know, because OBJ could mess around and be the MVP if the Rams win. Just because I think a lot of the eyeballs are going to be on Cup, just because he's yeah. he's Matt's, ever, like he he's it, you know. He's so good though. That's yeah, he's, he's so and not yeah. even. But forgetting about OBJ is something that you know you can't do. Also, think uh, an Achilles heel for that Cincinnati Bengals defense is uh is my is my good old boy Eli Apple. He better he better bring it. Cause they're going to attack him. They're going to try to attack him early and often. Um, yeah. They're going to mm-hmm. try and find ways to get Odell or Cooper cup, maybe even Van Jefferson on one-on-one situations with him. He better be ready to go. Um, but again, man, Joe Burrow, I think I'm, honestly scheme wise, you could probably say Rams have a little bit, they have a better scheme, but man, when it comes, if it comes down to the moment, like, all right, we need this. Joe Burrow is money, man. He's been I agree. money all year. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, he's been money really the the past two years that he's played a full season. He won a national title LSU. He got hurt last year. This year he's in the Super Bowl. I yeah. think he 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 brings that mindset too that you you really can't find, and it's it's hard to like statistic put put anything to it but like after they won their first playoff game they're like so joe like for since i had the longest playoff drought uh, of winning a playoff game of like any franchise so like how's it feel to do that he's like i don't care about that he's like this is just the start like like something like that where i mean that's a huge game like it, yeah. it, i feel like and mm-hmm. you have a, a franchise or like an atmosphere that you know kind of breeds me- mediocrity and he's like no we're not being mediocre we're going to be great and like that's infectious to an entire locker room, how they played, how they prepare. And you can just tell like that demeanor, like it's not like 
hey, we get the ball and we're down seven, like we're not going to win. It's like, no, I'm going to lead you fuckers down and we're going to score. And yeah. like that, you can't like, you know, like quantify that, but it, it's, it's real. And especially in sports like that, that swagger and like confidence that goes such a long way. And it's, we've seen it like a lot of times in the NFL, it's those quarterbacks that get hot or those quarterbacks that are going to take over and the team kind of rallies around them. And you don't have to be the best team, the 17, 18 weeks, in the regular season at all. No one would have said, Hey, the Bengals are the yeah. best team in the AFC or best team in the NFL, but they've been one of the best teams the last three weeks. Been, they've been one and of the hottest. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's all that matters. They're playing four. they, they have a shot to play four great ass games and, and, and win a Super Bowl. And, also and I think too, that that's their advantage. Also too, man, when it, I mean, I know it's a lot, it's a lot less data compared to Matt Stafford, but man, I might even go as far to say if it comes down to a late game situation, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's disrespectful at all to say I'm taking Joe Burrow over Matt Scafford in those situations. Oh, yeah. I'm because again, I, I, I agree last, with that. Again, last week, if that San Francisco guy picks the ball off like he should have, the game is completely different. If I'm not mistaken, they were down three. It was like mm-hmm. eight minutes left in the game. Niners are known for running the football and in those running the football moments where they kind of play keep away, they do a very good job of it. Rams had no timeouts too. I mean, it Mm -hmm. was literally like right there for them to win for the Niners. Got to make the play Rams ultimately went down, scored touchdown, uh, which usually kind of happens when you don't make that type of play. They go down there and score. It's like new life. They went down and scored, and then it was all the pressure was on Jimmy G. But if Joe Burrow's in that situation, I feel like you give him two minutes to operate. I, I'm taking that. I'm taking that odds with Joe Burrow, and so I think this game is. It's going to be really. This is going to be a really fun game. I think last year's game ended up being a blowout with Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and you know, there's. I think this though this year for the NFL that like a team like Cincinnati with basically no playoff history. Well, no playoff history recently is going up against Los Angeles Rams with Matt Stafford having his time in Detroit um, with guys like Jalen Ramsey, Odell's comeback story with him leaving the Browns and kind of being an afterthought, um, not even getting the ball really. Um, And then coming to LA and now his role is, you know, we saw in the NFC Championship game, he made tough catches in that game. He got open. He got 100-plus yards. I mean, you know, it, it's a lot playing into this game. And so – and then we didn't even talk about Jamar Chase. Like, Jamar Chase is – this year was a top-five receiver if we're just going off this year in the production. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tyler Boyd's – I guess they're a wide receiver three. He could easily have a 100-yard game this game. You know, but the key again is that O line. If that O line could just give Joe an extra second of time, maybe which they won't. There's no chance. We we just cannot have Joe Burrow die. That is like the key. Oh yeah, no. Cincinnati's probably hoping that like he doesn't get hurt this game. Like if they lose, it sucks. But they probably feel like. I mean, we could be back. I mean, I hope they don't think that because, you mm-hmm. know, Kansas City, Buffalo, the Ravens weren't in the playoffs. I think they were in the playoffs if Lamar Jackson's back. You know, Chargers are coming. Chargers AFC's, are coming every year, man. That That's like the longest running joke. Well, I think NFL. with Herbert. Like, oh, they'll they, figure it out this offseason. And, no, and then, But they've got Herbert. I yeah, think Herbert yeah. really, mm-hmm. like, he's taken another step to where guys are going to want to play for the chart, they feel like, hey, you know, we got a chance to win title two here. You know, I mean, Joe Burrow kind of just basically made every other AFC team like, yo, KC can be beaten, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously they were in the AFC championship like three years in a row. And I don't know the Bills are thinking they could be beaten, but, you know, they had their two times, they didn't do it. So, and mm-hmm. Burrow went in there and did it, you know, so, and they're all, right. all young. I I think we should put our money where our mouth is, all three of us. So 
Oh. Let's give our official predictions. And I, I cannot wait to get some cold takes here. Let's give our official predictions while we wrap up because I, I'm just so pumped for this game. I, it's one of those games where when you don't know how it's going to go and you really have never seen these two teams kind of collide before and they're similar in some ways, but also very different in some ways, yeah. it's, I just love these games that are so unpredictable like this. Um, Margie, what's your official prediction? Um, it's going to be an instant classic. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with 30 to 27 Bengals. McPherson okay. kicks the game. McPherson with the winner. He's like, kick the game with, he's like, kick the game with her every game. So it's like, he just why says, not? well, it looks like we're going to win the Super Bowl think, as he I goes think, out uh, and kicks it. I think how the game goes, it's slow early on. Then like that third quarter, that second half is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be back and forth. Um, I think there's going to be some huge plays being made. I think the Rams probably tie it late, but they give the ball Joe Burrow with minute, two minutes left. He finds a way, a couple big throws. They win it 30 to 27. I'm going Bengals. I love it. Newt, do you want me to go or do you got one? You can go. I'll, I'll be All right. Oh, okay. You're going to be last, huh? So here's my thing. I think the Rams are going to come out really strong. I think McVay is going to come out with a great game plan and they're going to be up 10 at half. Game over from there. It'll be close. Burrow and the Bengals will make a, a nice little comeback, but that's that's where the game will be decided. They'll be up 10 and that's it's going to be over before second half even starts. But um, I want to, so I'm, I'm going to say the Rams... I don't know what the cover. Do we have the line new? We'll, we'll play guess the line after. It's minus th- three and a half Rams. Minus right three now. and a half Rams. Okay. Over under. I'm going to say, I'm going to say if the Rams are up um, 10 plus going into halftime, which I truly think will be the case, they're going to cover the spread. Now, if they're up, I'll just say by less than a touchdown, I really do think that the Bengals are a better second half team. I think Joe Burrow is a, a lot better of a second half quarterback. And I think, you know, I, I, I hate to compare him to Tom Brady, but like he does have the poise in the pocket. He's got that confidence. Like he's just, he's got that swagger that you just know you're never out with him. So I'll admit, I, I think Joe Burrow is a hell of a player, especially a, a hell of a fourth quarter player and second half player. So if they're up or yeah, let's just say if the Rams are up six or less game over Bengals. But since I'm going on a limb, I'm having to give my prediction. I truly think that the Rams will be up 10 at half. And I'm going to say Rams to cover plus three or plus three and a half minus three and a half. Good Lord. Four. And my Final official four. prediction. 34, 28. Okay. All right. Bring us home, Newt. I'm sure um, people are just, you know, sitting at the edge of their seat to listen to your last take. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I, I think the fact that I like the Bengals so much, it makes makes it so that I need to fade myself, which is bad. Because um, like I feel like whenever I, I feel co- too confident in something, then it, it normally ends up being the other thing. So I'm going to fade myself, and I'm going to say okay. uh, 27-17 Rams victory. But I will be pulling for the Bengals Ooh. 100%. Man, also, I you, think, uh, you, you just totally went back on everything that we just talked about. I disagreed with some stuff. I, I, like I said, I, I think the <laughs> – the Bengals are an awesome team and Joe Burrow is fantastic. And I think, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to just fade myself on this. And if I'm wrong, I'm happy with that. Cause I want the Bengals to win, but I, oh, I so you're protecting think, yourself. Yeah. You know, you got to hedge your bets, man. That's how, that's how you <laughs> roll in life. So all right, uh, all right. I can also change my tune. I, I'll, I'll probably end up sprinkling some money on the Bengals money line. I'm not going to lie. Like uh, it'll be nice to, to get that little plus money there. But I think right now it's just, I, I'm worried about the Bengals secondary being able to stop, the Cooper cup OBJ um, dynamic of it. And I think that's the thing that worries me the most, but I do think that Stafford um, could easily, I'm not terribly confident in his, his ability um, in this game. So I feel like it would be one of those where he gets carried or or something by, by everyone else, but also too, don't don't sleep on Joe Burrow's running ability. If they do get pressure, he can be able to escape the pocket throw it to his targets or get the first downs as well. So mm-hmm. 
he, he's an underrated runner. And I mean, not only like, you know, I, I've, I've talked about how Brady and Manning, they weren't very fast, but they could really have that pocket presence. They knew exactly where everyone was on the defensive line and they could kind of, you know, manipulate the pocket that way. Uh, Joe Burrow has that presence, but on top of that, he can actually run. And I, I totally agree with you. I think he's a, a very sneaky running threat. And I mean, hell, he picked up two huge third downs. And I think he had nine yards or even 12 yards to go on both of those. So yeah, he's certainly a running threat. And I, that is what scares me. I think the offensive line of the Bengals is just going to get trounced, but Hey, if, if Burrow can continue to make those plays, which I don't think it's going to be sustainable. That's why I just don't, I don't, I don't plan on that actually coming to fruition, but if he can continue to do that, who knows, who knows? It'll be a fun ass Super Bowl though. It will. It will. I, I'm very excited for it. I, I, I feel like um, it, it's nice to not have a, I don't know, a the Chiefs have been in a bit. It's, it's just it's some nice new, to have some new, some new teams and or Rams was in it yeah. recently, but it's nice to That's have like Cincinnati in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, oh, you telling me. Yeah. <laughs> we would have preferred the Saints to be in that game for what it's worth, Marchie. We, we would have all wanted that. We, we would have. I'm, I'm, letting it be known which it wouldn't it's not gonna happen but say, say you guys would have we would have we would have killed the patriots I, I knew it <laughs> we like we were clearly the better team like did you see them they only scored 13 points it's 13 to 3 it was, it was brutal game. i mean come on Ooh. like we're the only person that we have to stop is edelman give me a break and then rob garkowski <laughs> he was you know, he was basically on his way out. Like, bro, we would have killed them. Rams literally, like, I mean, who, whoever that ref is, like, yeah, I hope he has, like, nightmares every night mm-hmm. or something. You know, I, I really relate to that because, you know, if my Colts would have just beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars, we would have won the Super Bowl this year. So, I mean, I, I totally agree. Carson I totally Wentz, agree shut there. the fuck up. <laughs> No, we would not have a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz slinging the ball. No, 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 I was wrong. I thought I thought we could rejuvenate him, but not at all. Not at all. Um, Anything else you guys want to get off your chest before we close up today? No. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Yeah, and a safe weekend, right? I'm going bowling this weekend. I'm going to bowl 300. I'll report back. Okay, so make sure you take pictures of the score once, you, once you've actually achieved that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, uh, we're presented by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as some great burgers and just a great time. Head on over there for Bachelor Mondays and Taco Tuesdays. Of course, they still got the bug deals, drag shows every Thursday. You got Friday after class with $5 rafts, $3 adioses. And of course... If you're not there to watch the Super Bowl, to watch the Iowa State basketball games, then I don't know what the hell you're doing. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse, support our boy Ben. And Marchie, thank you for coming on. Um, Without further ado, yeah, roll clones.